Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. I'm Kyle, and I'll be your host today, as both Brian and Kathleen sadly are on breaks this week. This unfortunately marks two weeks without Brian's voice, but don't worry, he'll be back next week. If you do miss their voices, be sure to check out our two other podcast series covering Star's hit show Spartacus and the new Netflix original Cursed. So today I'm joined by Luke and Jimmy, and we'll be discussing Season 7, Episode 11 of The 100, Etheria. So this week brings us another flashback episode, which finally answers the burning question of where in the universe is Bellamy Blake? Yeah, this was, this was a long-anticipated episode. We finally get a reunion with Bellamy. So I guess that means we get what? 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Six full episodes of Bellamy. Um, hopefully it's enough for it, this not to leave a sour taste in my mouth. But uh, we got some questionable actions towards the end. And it was a, you know, a little standoff, one-off episode. But, Jimmy, what did, the, what did the people think about it? Yeah, it's a very polarizing episode here. I mean, even just looking at the Twitter, the Reddit, everything, you know, it was either loved or hated. I mean, there wasn't really much in the middle. But for our Bingetown TV Twitter account, like always, we polled the audience and we had – Awesome episode, 25%. It was good, 39%, and did not like it, 36%. You know, did so, not like it, gang. Yeah. yeah. I, like, okay, I voted, like, as most people do, immediately after the episode. Mm -hmm. And the ending just obviously left a sour taste in my mouth, so I just smashed that did not like it button. Yeah, in a vacuum, this episode worked fine, minus the last five minutes of it. Like, the actual Etheria part of it was fine in a vacuum. But again, when you take it in context of season seven like we only have five left this should have happened a couple episodes ago and i understand that this had to do with real world issues and like you know bob morley and whatever he had going on but like i don't know man yeah i hope this i hope we're not going the path of just like ruining bellamy's character at the last season just because of whatever bob morley has going on but the end didn't do it for me yeah i if i'm being honest i went like technically i'm in the between of it was good and did not like it i understand where the writers are coming from if they decide that what they want to do for this end of the season is to have bellamy brainwashed whether it turns into he's brainwashed and then he gets and he gets fixed or put back on the right side or he turns into some kind of villain you know we don't know this episode makes sense in that way where you have to have 20 minutes plus of him being on Etheria and why and how he got brainwashed because otherwise we're not going to agree with it. We're not going to understand it. Yeah. We're not going to buy it. You know, yeah. if they shortchanged the explanation for why he's acting the way he is at the end of the episode, we would be, it would have been worse. Yeah. yeah. Let's now, we'll dissect that mindset yeah. at the very end um we'll get into all that yeah yeah, yeah. so right. i don't i don't want to jump too far ahead yet. yeah so beginning of the episode we open up in the uh, mcap room uh we're introduced to a new disciple named shauna who's i guess fitting up this other random disciple random with air quotes uh into the machine levitt our boy beautiful but yet bruised levitt mm -hmm. friend uh, of the podcast yeah comes in and um starts speaking with shauna and she's pissed that no one's really been punished for andrew's death and that one crew is even just chilling in Shepard's quarters. And Levitt kind of just says it doesn't matter because they are the key. Well, Clark is the key, right. but they have the key. I noticed two things right away in the scene. It was cool that they at least acknowledged the fact that uh, the machine was acting. You know, they, they were saying, like, the, the MCAP was a little glitchy because of Echo right. murdering someone with it. Yeah. And, like, 
But apparently the MCAT's good and MCAP is good and that's kind of expected. Another thing I noticed right away is Levitt was kind of just like pissed. Yeah. Which was which was cool because like I thought he was just gonna be like, all right, like you know, Octavia is the only thing he really cared about. But he's rightfully pissed. He's got stitches go- going yeah. like all down his mm-hmm. face. He's like, get the hell out of here. Like we're doing this, you know. Yeah, and it's funny because I heard a lot, or I guess I read a lot online that people were pissed that the guy you're saying the random quotes. Yeah disciple is the guy who was there when bellamy quote unquote again got blown up um people were saying why the hell is he being put under this three months later if they're saying he has pdsd but they said straight up echo screwed up the the machine Mm -hmm. man like they had to get it fixed and she says it's finally fixed and it's a little glitchy so i don't understand why people were making that a huge deal yeah no i I, I was fine with that um but yeah, so anyway, we do find out that basically the our heroes are getting the hero treatment and they're they're just in Bill's quarters because they still are under the impression that Clark has the key in her head. Um I don't think we get much else before Levitt actually starts activating nah, the system. Yeah. Well, he's like shocked. He does the whole like, imagine you're in a desert alone. Yeah. There's yeah. an insect. Yeah. yeah. And then immediately the guy latches into the system. Yeah. yeah. And they replay the memory of Bellamy's, once again, quote unquote, death scene. Right. And it's so obvious the first time that he gets bumped into the anomaly. Oh, yeah. dude, then like everyone Levitt has to like, knew that. <laughs> he has yeah. to like slow-mo it back. Yeah. And then it's like just the explosion. Yeah. And he's looking They're at just that. Like, and then let, he me, goes, let me hand feed this yeah. to you. Yeah, you yeah. But so like, this okay. actually, like it took me a second to realize, but this actually is what how we're going to get to Etheria and stuff, like how Bellamy gets pushed there. It's actually awesome that Anders didn't, he wasn't gullible enough to put in the sanctum code because that's it's like kind of a throwback because it happened so many episodes ago but the whole purpose of the scene before bellamy dies is he thinks he's gonna he's telling anders put like the sanctum code back in i'm gonna go back there that's why he's holding the the conductor at gunpoint we're gonna Mm -hmm. call we're gonna call the other disciple the conductor for this episode um i know his name is Duchette or something like that but douchebag i don't know whatever so um we're gonna call him the conductor but uh, yeah, so at least, you know, putting some respect on Anders' character for not being an idiot and actually sending Bellamy back to his people. That's so nice catch. Yeah, and we yeah. kind of thought that. Yeah. Like we've, we've definitely aired that out in the podcast. And then we get the all-important quote from Levitt that we saw in the preview. He's alive. He is alive. Let's get it. And Levitt probably feels just like we feel. We're like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, does he at this point? I mean, no, nah, I don't. I mean, to be honest, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, might be, he might be sick of their shit. Yeah, he's yeah. probably like, oh, my God, man. One more person for them to act selfish for. Yeah. But, yeah, man, when we get that first, like, transitional scene from Levitt into Etheria where Bellamy's kind of stumbling right after he gets pushed through the anomaly, um, I – had straight chills i don't care what was going on in real life i still no. love this fucking character yeah. at this point yeah it head. was really good to get like a legitimate like first scene with him like he just kind of and again like more than 10 seconds yeah, 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 yeah. and no matter again like you're saying no matter what the deal is with if we agree with the story arc he did great as mm-hmm. bellamy again like yeah. oh my god yeah you love bellamy yeah you know? i mean he's a great actor yeah he's so likable because of just like what he's been through we he had his peaks and valleys just like everybody else like you know like the pike season he was garbage mm. oh my um, god yeah yeah what a turnaround like he yeah. Yeah. after season three like he's always been up 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 like he's been amazing i love bellamy and it's just like i felt deprived of him this season so it's cool that we you know this is the first yeah. real time we get to see yeah he's him. really become like the moral bedrock of the whole group yeah because he like i feel like he doesn't make that many like 
since Pike. like Clark like decisions. Well, that's the since, joke. That's yeah. the head in the heart thing. Like you know, she well, he, I guess her version of it is like I use my head, you use your heart. But I mean, you know, I guess you could argue either way. Yeah, I guess you could kind of say that backwards yeah. if you want. So but. Bellamy is popped through the anomaly, the bridge, the stone, however you want to call it. Um, and he's obviously disoriented, but then notices or basically the the conductor is behind him. Technically, we get the opening credit scene. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we come back to them engaging in some fisticuffs. And Bellamy ends up basically breaking his leg. Good fight scene. Yeah, and is about to kill him with a rock and decides against it. Right. Yeah, I mean, of course he's going to show mercy. He's not like cold-blooded killer. Like, he's right. not just yeah. going to end this dude's life. Uh, he already, you know, he, he was knocked, feeling it, he knocked his blood him was out hot. and he can't walk anymore. So there's yeah. no need. I like that. Um, and then we just kind of go right into him exploring the area, right? Yeah. So he's walking around. He sees, I think you get like a quick view of like the tip top of the mountain with some green lighting. So you obviously, the audience knows that Bellamy knows that that's pretty much the ultimate goal is to get to the top of that mountain, mm-hmm. to go back through the stone. And this is similar to, I just cut you off a little bit, but like how yeah. when you take the stone, when you or when you enter the anomaly from Sanctum, you come in in the bottom of the lake, on Penance. on Beta, but then when you take the stone, so it's different. I, so the deal is, I mean, look, we're talking about this before. We're assuming that there's like an anomaly on all the planets, and then yeah. there's a stone on all the planets. Okay, yeah. So like, it is because when you go through the anomaly on Sanctum, you come up in the lake, right? Yeah. Even the stone too. Or just the anomaly. We've only, we've only seen the stone be used, stone to Bardo, I mean, right? Sanctum I don't, stone to Bardo. Have we ever seen someone use the stone from Sanctum to Beta? I don't believe so. No, and all we know is that I don't think so. And we know Bardo to Beta, they just show up like through the woods, so yeah. we don't know how they came in. Yeah. But what I'm trying to get at is that you know on Etheria, there's the anomaly at the top of the mountain, and then there's a stone separately. So there's two ways out. But the anomaly, when you go into it. If it's not the stone, it's random. You don't have any control. And that makes sense because, like, anytime someone's using the stone and going to Bardo, it's they're poop. They're popping up in the in the. In the st- <laughs> <laughs> you pop- automatically shit your pants. They're popping yeah. up in. They don't the need the helmets. Room, they need a diaper. Right. <laughs> if you use the stone going to Bardo, yes, you pop up in the stone room. Right. And we know for a fact that's not what happened when they went to Etheria because yeah. right. the stone is the opposite. Right, part of the area. So I, I don't think we're ever gonna get more yeah, clarification. No, it's kind of yeah. just assume. Yeah, and I think we have it. You know, yeah. like there's Either nothing way, really more to it. Than they that. pop out on some nice scenery. Yeah, and then they do. now really Bellamy is taking a hike. Basically, he encounters um, basically just like a a vertical wall that he obviously alone is unable to get over. Uh, basically, a dead end that he reaches. So he returns to where the fisticuffs were laid down. Uh, the unconscious disciple is now gone. Only traces of blood. And he actually encounters him now, I guess I wrote, quote unquote, resting in a cave, but he's basically clocked in this cave. (laughs) Now, this is like one of my first problems with this whole thing is why, okay, Bellamy had a gun to this conductor's head literally right before this saying, what the hell's going on? Where's the gun? Yeah, well, that's one thing. I actually, I wasn't even going to do that, but that could, I'm going to just go, I'm going to go with that could have went flying the other way or something. But what I'm wondering is, why the hell isn't he beating the shit out of this conductor saying, what the hell's going on? Where's Octavia? Why is she a disciple? Why, you know, why does she look like you guys? 
you know, how do I get back to my friends? What the hell, you know, any of that. But instead, he's just like, let me, uh, let me help you, man. Well, like, I think he at least knows the deal with the anomaly um, and like the importance of him having to get, like, he knows he's on a different planet from everybody else. So I don't, like, while that, that does come up in conversation when, when the dude's passed out and he's just talking to himself, he's talking about the loved ones. I think, like, what is that going to do for him? What is that information I mean, going to do for him right now? I mean, I feel like if he's obsessed with his friends, he would want answers. And that guy should have them. I'm sure you could just fill in the blank of what yeah. they talked I mean, about like, in their months and stuff. Yeah. I guess he kind of like kindly tries to like arouse him awake. And also, yeah, do like, we know what level this guy? Did we look at a? I don't even think I stopped and I mean, looked at what level he was on his face. I'm assuming he's higher. But I, the conductor seems yeah. like a somewhat important position. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because maybe he simply just doesn't know much about like what was going on in the MCAT room. If he wasn't a high enough level, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been. Um, informed you know yeah. like maybe he doesn't yeah. know much because he was just a random guard in the stone room and then i mean he could have been he's a conductor bro he's the yeah. conductor yeah, give him, <laughs> put some respect on that title so uh bellamy rouses him awake the conductor immediately starts choking him to which bellamy smartly just basically smacks him in the compound fracture on his leg yeah. and the dude freaks out um while they're fighting the disciple keeps reciting uh, in the light of the shepherd he saved us blah 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 uh, Bellamy basically, and eventually after the hit in the leg, he kind of calms him down and says to him, we need to work together if we're going to get off this planet. Yeah, it was a, it was a convincing pitch to me. I mean, yeah. like the guy, the guy knew, I mean, the conductor knew enough to be like, okay, he's kind of right. And also I can't walk. So there's nothing I can do here. Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of at, I mean, at, at Bellamy's yeah, will. It's either I agree with this guy or he basically kills me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Bellamy, the kind soul that he's become begins supplying first aid to the disciple's leg and now we're kind of got like a nice little healing and bro bonding montage for the next couple scenes mm. yeah the beginning of like the first sign of any sort of trust between the two um and then this is i think this is the scene where he also brings in like that egg yeah. of food and stuff mm -hmm. with uh, the oil of water. water i was yeah. shocked that that didn't come up like when he was yeah. saying i don't want to know what i don't we don't want to stick around to know what comes out of this egg. Three and what months. It goes to. Or more. I was very shocked that they didn't know we didn't see. I mean, yeah. I guess they get altitude quickly. Are yeah. those things going to be living at that high of altitude? I thought it was like a bird. So yeah. I, I literally yeah. thought the cave of ascent was going to be like a mon like a animal was going to be in there. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I right. misread that. Well, we get a we had a nice pike mention. Yep. yep. Uh, I live tweeted that. Yeah, and I, I just like whenever they say Earth skills. I just think it's funny. Yeah, um, that so was the second Pike mention of the season, right? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, Pike, the all-knowing Earth skills instructor, basically taught them that pine sap can make antiseptic, fight infections, and heal wounds. Um, obviously, it's something is fucking going on on this planet, also because his wound heals super fast. Yeah, it cannot just be the that's pine important. Sap. Yeah, that's yeah. important to know because, like, I was saying, like, because the next scene he's like oh it's only been a week you're already yeah. like walking on it and i was like what the fuck yeah. does that mean they dropped like two basically time like markers for us and the week that he healed and then the three months that they're in the cave yeah. and it yeah. seemed like it almost could have been the opposite i could buy totally that the the sap was foreign you know yeah. extraterrestrial that's fine that that can have healing properties um and this is actually where bellamy mentions what you had said earlier about like the irony of the situation where he is looking for the ones that he love are like within reach basically just through the stone but he needs to basically work with the disciple to get them back mm -hmm. we also have the um scene where bellamy like throughout this this first cave uh scene 
we we get where Bellamy starts. I think he passed out right after he started applying the wound and stuff. The or conductor the, uh, did. The conductor yeah, yeah. passed out after he started like you know helping him heal and stuff. And this is when he like kind of feels him up and <laughs> gets the shepherd's passage, which is it's not the, the uh, first time he feels him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he That's, kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, that shepherd's passage is the is the Bardo equivalent, the shepherd's equivalent of the Bible. So conveniently sitting there for him yeah i mean he was a pretty faithful guy yeah this guy's pretty devout so yeah, i wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he's surprised me they had it uh, on him. bellamy has a nice well he says you know pocket propaganda to a false god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is the bellamy we want which unfortunately isn't the bellamy we got but... doesn't last long <laughs> yeah yeah um uh, i think then um you know after bellamy gets through the whole book the disciple wakes up he that that, that was when he gave himself that little pep talk right like bellamy he's like talking to himself bellamy blake like the irony of the situation. Oh, okay. Blah, blah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I had it in the opposite order, but it doesn't really matter. Though. It doesn't matter. Uh, so next we get Bellamy finally makes a splint for him, which is what the conductor wanted in the beginning. But Bellamy was like, dude, we got to put yeah, that put shit back, back in place. place. Yeah. Um, and then Bellamy hits him with the line that we get again with what? They don't say thank you where you're from, mm-hmm. which I thought was good. And it's obviously nice that they kind of call back to it a little later. Um, Bellamy then begins getting into him about the shepherd's passage, saying that he read the entire book. Which is, I mean, I guess he has nothing else to do, but yeah. saying he read it, it doesn't add up. Um, he basically has the same viewpoint that Jordan had last right. episode exactly. that the shepherd's peace that he's looking for in transcendence is the result of the war, and that doesn't make any sense, right? Which we all kind of agree with, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this part too, also because the disciple or the conductor starts like clapping back basically about the earthlings, which is. I, I say earthlings because it's exactly akin to Anders' perspective on them, basically saying, like, you know. You guys are fucking animals. Like you're, you're, you know, they're a different kind of human, right? Part of the race. So, I like that whole exchange, and it just shows you Bellamy's stance, which is important, Jimmy, for what you're gonna, we're gonna get into at the end of just how stubborn and against the teachings of the shepherd Bellamy is in the beginning, mm-hmm. and that's what this whole scene was, you know, showing his first introduction to their actual scripture. Right. Um, yeah. They're very argumentative. Yeah, of course, as and, exactly as we would expect from Bellamy. Oh, yeah. And it just so happens that this scripture is his journey. It's written in a version of his journey through Etheria when he climbed it. Yeah. So, like, they're literally going through the book in each part. Mm-hmm. Is that a coincidence? I would say so. <laughs> so the last, basically, argument they have is that um, Bellamy explains to him, to the conductor, that there's no higher power that helped him. Literally, Bellamy is the reason why he's alive right now. And then the conductor fires back with it's always all about you mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so then a week passes uh the conductor can now carry weight on his own leg albeit a little gingerly and then they return to the vertical wall where bellamy couldn't get over by himself and, and- let me just say i love bellamy's walking stick which doesn't even <laughs> yeah. he doesn't even keep it anymore and they also just look great in it literally looks like they're wildlings from game of yeah. thrones like with yeah, their, with their outfit i was like yo that's that's pretty cool they look like they could have been uh, Yeager, uh, it's like you know, like yeah. they could have been with that. Yeah. It's cool. They have like a, I think I don't know if it's both of them, but Bellamy has like the pattern on his hood that just looks like it like wicks moisture away. It's just like <laughs> super like high tech. Obviously, it's not, but um, so I think the next part of it is the trust climb. Yes. Well, yeah. this is this is the thing, and I guess I don't I don't need to get into it yet, but you know, this is the first besides the the book being there for them to read and having that talk. This is the first piece of the journey and almost every single big scene of the journey has some kind of have faith situation. So Bellamy, so Bellamy's going to take the, um, the, take the climb. And he says, so let's, so the order is, he says, 
you I'll jump up on your shoulders and then I'll pull you up. And the he doesn't trust him. And the conductor says, my leg's too weak, my arms are stronger, so let's flip that around. And Bellamy obviously had, like, gives him the look for a second, thinking, all right, is he going to sandbag me? But he's making valid points here with that leg. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's right. no way. So, you know, what happens is uh, they get up, the, old, <laughs> the conductor gets up, and there's that pause. Duh. You know? Just dramatic director, yeah. directorial oh, yeah. tension. <laughs> and that's it. So then the rope comes down, and the conductor says, jokingly, you got to have some faith. Yeah. Acting like it wasn't you know, like an unnatural amount of time. That yeah. He waited. But that's, yeah. But, <laughs> so it was. But, like, but that's what I want to get into. Like, I just honestly think yeah. everything's a setup. You okay. Know? And uh, this is, you're not, you're saying this is not the first clue. This, this is, is the second so this, clue. So this is the one of the first big things where he's saying you need to have faith. So okay. like he gives he gives Bellamy that little like oh is he gonna come back? Did I just get sandbagged? And then up oh, you gotta have faith, man. I got you. Don't worry. Subtle brainwashing. Exactly. Subtle propaganda. Right. Yeah. Manipulation. Yeah. yeah. These motherfuckers, man. Um. But as soon as they get up to the top, right? This is when they when they look around and see the mountaintop again, right? And they see like the anomaly stone, and they start having the conversation. Bellamy's fucking chewing on some leaves or whatever, <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, um, it would have been nice if we had like all the climbing gear like your shepherd had and yeah. stuff like that." Uh, and the reason I want to talk about this for a second is now I think this is really the first mention of like we knew from story that that Bill had gone to Etheria just mm -hmm. because that's what they were talking about in the classroom like five episodes ago. And Welcome to Bardo, but. This actually validates Bill, I think, one or two episodes ago when he said that he, when he was talking with Gabriel saying like he learned a lot through the centuries. So this is the first like sign that he was actually, he was probably awake for a certain amount of time to be able to go through Etheria. So like we have to assume that Bill, when Bill took everyone from Earth, like he didn't just go into cryo and just chill forever. Like there right. was some time where he was walking around, yeah. getting his bearings and actually learning stuff. Yeah. So I like that line. So like, I like this whole thing. I think the one problem that we have is the natural aging process of the actor because so we sure, get into looks, season yeah. what three when we see Bill on on our nice iPad. And then how much later is technically so so Jaha's showing the iPad that you know presentation or that he's giving mm -hmm. how much later do the bombs come do we even know that the point i'm trying to make is that he's young and he is supposed to be young mm -hmm. in the bunker and then when they go to bardo younger you know what i mean not yeah. as old as he is now yeah because it says that he's been working on the stone for a while yeah in the backdoor pilot. yeah and then and then he goes and i think it is supposed to be assumed that he spends some time there before he goes to sleep absolutely yeah. he had yeah. to establish the structure of the bardo society you know put it in place basically to plant the seeds for the for the shepherd religion and then even if but like what i'm getting at is like he could have because what they talk about about his trip on Etheria, it could still fall within like a year yeah or less which isn't much aging so that works with some you know like him gaining knowledge of when he's saying like i'm i've learned things yeah. through the centuries so, yeah i mean what I, was I was okay with that what i was tr trying to say i guess is that i feel like if they had it their way he wouldn't look older like he would look a little bit younger still mm, okay i don't know if that i mean not necessarily real young but maybe not too much different than he did in that youtube video okay i mean cry i mean cryo you're just basically frozen in time right exactly yeah yeah all right. Well, and uh, then hold on. The last part about this is when they're having that conversation, I think, is when is when the conductor tells Bellamy that on Etheria, this is where 
um, Bill basically found the remnants of a civilization that truly ascended, which is the equivalent of going yes. through Judgment Day and actually yeah. passing it. That's a good point. Um, and I, at that point, when I was watching, I was like, that's, that's pretty dope. It's pretty epic just to say those things. Yeah, exactly. Especially because at the time, you're supposed to think, like, whatever, that's gospel scripture. You're not yeah. supposed to believe it yet. But that's still, still really cool. I had mm. lost that train of thought while we were talking about it. But he, I, don't know, I don't know if it's here or a little later than the conductor says, like, he had to explore the that universe. Was, I think that was right here. Yeah, because I guess it has to do with the, the climbing gear comment, mm-hmm. which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That Bill kind of took it upon himself to, like explore through the anomaly and through the stone the bridge right. blah blah, blah. Of course, that kind of yeah. stuff yeah i mean hey if you're gonna be the god you might as well walk to the do walk. by yourself man yeah i mean yeah if he guessed wrong and went to penance he would have just freaking aged like you know <laughs> yeah. that's so funny um <laughs> so we're yeah. still hiking after this uh they get they this encounter the snow, a snowstorm right? yeah yep. um still arguing obviously the conductor suggests that they need to find shelter and turn back while bellamy obviously is on the opposite side of this and he's pretty impatient just says we need to keep going because once we get past the clouds there won't be a storm mm-hmm. yeah he's just adamant on making fun of the religion basically still um he seems like he's just anytime the shepherds talked about he's just like shut up man yeah and he even says that like when they yeah. when they go to split ways he's like well if i'm gonna die because you're because the conductor's telling him you're gonna die if we don't go find some shelter he's like well at least i want to hear about the shepherd anyway and then anymore and that's when they split and the conductor goes to find the actual cave of the of ascent. I mean, I would have been on Bellamy's team here, with the line of like, at least I don't have to hear about the shepherd. Yeah, hundred percent. Because like at that point, I'm like, fuck this guy. I mean, he's literally that's all he's talking about. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And Bellamy has the knowledge of the YouTube video where he's like, the shepherd's crazy. Yeah. Like you guys are. All I mean, not yet. Guys. Not yet. In the cave, he realizes. Yeah, that's, yeah, he that's, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So the conductor is basically just trying to follow in the exact foot prince of bill mm-hmm. like using the scripture saying like this is the point this is the part of the story where we go find shelter and then so when bellamy rejects that and he goes off the point i wanted to bring up was he is saying the line the famous bellamy line all the way back from season one and mm-hmm. even earlier this season we've talked about it a couple times i'm not afraid i'm not afraid yep. like he just keeps saying it over and over himself because that's just like Something we, you know, that was something he tried to t- instill in Octavia on the arc all the way back in season one. Um, it's just like kind of a theme for him. Yeah, and that was what Octavia was saying under the MCAP yep. this season. I mean, I live tweeted that. I thought I that was, was just going to say our boy Jimmy killing it on yeah. socials obviously mm-hmm. mentioned that. Town TV, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bellamy's plan obviously fails. Um, he basically stumbles, falls. He crawls for a little bit, so I guess kudos to him at that point, um, and then base- falls unconscious. Um, the conductor finds him, which I guess it's the next morning because it's kind of light out, and then drags him to safety into a cave, Snugs which Bellamy's right there. He is right next to the cave. Isn't yeah, he? I think I don't know. I think you I mean, it's just, yeah. oh yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I mean, it was dark and it's a snowstorm, but it's just funny that yeah. he was right there. Uh, this is the part where I wrote down in my notes, I thought that this was the animal's cave. Like, I was like, this is going to be something like yeah. a big ass bird is going to be in there or something. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't expecting what comes. We've quickly find out that this is Bill's, pre- the shepherd's previous stop. Like, this is exactly what was described in the scripture. This is where he posted up for a couple months to wait out the snowstorm. Um, and then Bellamy f- quickly finds the, the picture, the family mm, picture yeah. with Kelly, Callie. Reese himself and I don't remember the mom's name. The Cadigans, baby. The Cadigans, man. I love that, but my first thought was there's no fucking way Bill would have left that picture. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. I th- thought that was smart because 
Bill's whole thing now is you don't love people anymore. You love the Ooh. collective. So he's like leaving his family behind. In so, you, that. so you think he made that so personality if, shift there? Yeah. Okay. Like in I those like that. three months, like we're trying to say, Bellamy apparently did. Yeah, that's I him like burning that. the ships. Yeah. So interesting. I don't yeah, know. That's you, a very good yeah, point. You yeah. sold me on that. That's cool. yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I love um, looking at Bill through like the eyes of a an actual. I know he's not like right. holy in any way or, or chosen in any way, but like it's fun to look at it through that way because that explains a lot of his actions. And like it's just kind of epic to think about how like the Bible would have reflected Jesus, whatever, but how the scripture is reflecting Bill's story in like right. a loose way. Oh, yeah. It's just it's pretty cool. And to then just through think the about. ages, I mean, that story just will get distorted and be even grander. Exactly. And larger. Yeah. Exactly. And it has been through the ages. Oh, it's yeah. Been so much time. Bare hand, bare knuckle boxing these birds and these <laughs> eggs, just fighting them for the cave. Yeah. Um, so obviously they're alone in the cave. They need some sort of warmth. Uh, the conductor starts making a fire and immediately Bellamy's like, oh, like that was quick. Nice earth skills. <laughs> I just had to mention the earth skills because mm -hmm. I like it, but they quickly notice that there is no fire. Um, so Bellamy turns around. There's some light and warmth coming from a crack in the cave. Mm -hmm. So the two of them go and explore what that is. Um, and we find out that there are three glowing figures of energy at which point um, the conductor basically realizes where they are and name drops the cave of ascent. And this was pretty get, insane. Is this pre or post commercial? Oh man, I don't know. Because I was just wondering what you were saying. Because like they do go right into it. He starts like the cave of scent hit commercial. Come back. Okay, yeah. And then the disciple just drops to his knees and basically starts just like praying, like having an orgasm over there. And stuff like <laughs> yeah, he really does. He but I mean, shit. Out. That's like the complete justification of his whole belief system. To yeah. him is. We're standing right in front of him. Yeah. So if this isn't a setup, it's a that setup. was like the best moment of that dude's entire life. Yeah. Like he was just like, not only am I being like repaid for my faith in the shepherd, like I'm seeing it like in front of me and like, I know we're going to transcend eventually. Yeah. Like I that's, mean, that's awesome. Making the parallels to Christianity. Like we just did, like, this is like stumbling upon the cave where Jesus was exactly. after he resurrected. Right. And like yeah. with right. legitimate evidence that he was there dead and came back alive yep. yeah i yeah, think yeah. the best way to do this is to finish keep going with our narrative and then we'll see and then either i will get into it or whatever the actual points where i think this might be a setup okay. so that we can actually feel the whole thing first and then i'll do a quick bullets okay. yeah let's let's finish because yeah. because yeah. i agree with you like everything i'm seeing here like there's a there's so many pieces that it would be complicated right. to talk about yeah so i actually had yeah, i had a hard time breaking my notes into sections because mm -hmm. things were just kind of flowing and yeah. like small bullet points for one scene kind of fed into larger ones for right. i felt the same way because most of the time that's it's just split up between alpha or bar yeah yeah right. all right. right so they obviously see the the imprints of energy as the conductor calls them and then they go back to the main part of the cave days have passed um they've made a fire but they're running out of food uh the conductor tries to get him to eat some lichen some lichen yeah i don't know how to pronounce the, it honestly. the other thing that i think we missed was that when they see those energy people whatever you want to say the conductor like wants him to embrace them oh yeah and he says no i don't know if we got into that yeah he says yeah. you still doubt even though like, right in face of right. proof and bellamy just says no this doesn't make any sense right yeah because i mean i don't know if he says it yet or not but he's taught but when he has his point about they're not technologically advanced enough to ascend is that coming that's, up? that's, that's coming this up conversation yeah. That, yeah, yeah so um the conductor drops the line from the ashes we will rise and that mm -hmm. Bellamy hears that and is like, whoa. And then he like, can I see the picture of the mm -hmm. Cadigans basically? Then he notices Bill and is like, this guy's a fraud. He's a con man. 
drops the Yaha Yaha the Jaha YouTube video, yeah. um, and it's like I know this guy, like I I recognize him. Yeah, it was fun to hear Bellamy just start instantly shitting on him, be like, yeah. he's a cult leader, man. I'm like, pretty sure just... he called him a cocksmack. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. Um, so now is when Bellamy argues that the beings in the cave couldn't possibly be technologically advanced enough to have ascended. And I read this quote down because I like it in the sense that it's contradictory to what they believe. And it's more in line with what we've been talking about, where he says that all we know is that transcendence is based off a civilization's core. And I wrote down that that doesn't sound like a war with violence at all. And I, I, this is weird because like, how does this explain how this civilization even would have, I get the whole, like the, the conductor does make the point to say like, being pure is the main goal like that's Mm -hmm. how your that's how your species transcends but like what the hell's the point of knowing the seven digit code to the to the judgment day if that doesn't matter really if they did it without it i don't know i just thought that was kind of dumb to just write it in that way do we know that they didn't have the code yeah that's the whole point They're, they're saying like they didn't have the technology how would they have known the judgment code like they just kind of okay they could have been just some base species is what it makes it sound to be because like even though I don't know. They just like, I thought that was the point of the the tech talk. I guess I just assumed that they got the code and did it and went through the white light and caught a W. Now that (laughs) I'm thinking about it, how would you even get the code without the key? Like without the, uh, the flame ever. Yeah. I mean, well, the whole thing with the key was that it, it heightens your senses. Yeah. You can hear the, what the electromagnetic vibration. So maybe you're waiting, you're waiting for the silence. Yeah. Maybe that civilization the species having lived on that planet evolved differently. So they might've had uh, maybe more sensitive ears. And that, sure. I, I don't know. I sensitive mean. ears or the technology, but Bellamy's saying they didn't. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So Just weird. they obviously get into another phil- philosophical argument about what their belief systems are. Um, the conductor comes back with him once again with you only fight for people you love, um, but yet you still have this hole in your heart and that love isn't the problem. It's how you love. I have a greater purpose for all mankind. And is that consistent with what Bill was telling Gabriel about love? That was my question because last episode we brought it up how Bill looks down on love mm-hmm. and how Shade Hater does as well, but kind of for different reasons. And Bill looks down on it because it makes you it makes you make decisions that aren't good for the overall, right? Like that's yeah. that's his whole point. Right. So I guess that still that still works. And yeah. also you can just assume that how Bill taught the bar the disciples about love didn't have to really align with what he was thinking in himself because he's yeah, the leader true. you know yeah i mean if he loves everybody the same then he doesn't need to put anyone ahead of any like you know like say we're talking clark and bellamy head in the heart right clark not always obviously we know from all the seasons but a lot of the time the point of her saying she's the head is that she thinks with her brain and actually makes the decision that needs to be made and Bellamy's the one who's like come on we we know we need to you know save this person or do this because he's got the heart yeah you know he loves you know he has the love I mean Clark obviously loves people too but I feel like you can love everyone equally and still make the right decision but as soon as you're saying like I love you more I love you more that's what they're getting at like that's why he left his family picture yeah oh yeah you know I mean that's why Echo tries to commit genocide because she loves right. some people more than others. Right. I mean, you couldn't just commit genocide. If okay. You love I'm okay with all that. It seems yeah. pretty consistent. Honestly. Also for this part, um, when he says I have a greater purpose for all mankind, it just like really reminded me of when they first send the hundred down, like with a greater purpose for okay. all mankind. Mm, right. Yeah. And they kind of basically the hundred get backstabbed because they were essentially lied to. Um, and that kind of 
I mean, it uh, a lot. Lied to, yeah, man. a lot more happens that twists their worldview to like the way that they are, where it's kind of our squad survives and fuck everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that that was a little interesting. Yeah, thing that just kind of popped up in my head, and I was like, damn, that sounds similar. And then obviously, I mean, not obviously, but the conductor doesn't get through to Bellamy yet. Still rejects kind of what he's preaching to him. Yeah, and that takes us to our actual time skip. Yes, which we don't have a specific um, timeline on it. All we know is Bellamy does, you know, after he cracks the bug, eats it, basically says like, "I've we stopped counting after two months. Um, how long have we been here?" And then fully bearded. Yeah, fully bearded. So much growth has happened here. Um, and then like, you know, the, the conductor is like, who cares how long we've been here? And he's like in great spirits, like hasn't lost a, a single bit of energy while Bellamy's over here struggling, yeah. like losing his mind a little bit. Bellamy's upset that he's so content while Bellamy's struggling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he responds with a very zealot like answer of saying that my belief in the shepherd makes me light while Bellamy's desire to reunite with his people weighs him down. Which I don't really get that. Yeah, and at some point he says, your obsession with your sister and your friends, it's what drives the darkness that makes you suffer. Now, I'll get into that later. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, I got nothing. That's fine. That's just like, if you're taking that at face value, it's just like, you know, because of how, how Bellamy and all the Earthlings think, they would all be in the same position. Like, this is, you have to let go of your desires, basically. Your, okay. your selfish desires. I mean, that's, that makes that's the point of Second Dawn. Yeah. You know, of the disciples. Like, Get rid of all your desires. Get rid of all that shit. And if this is a setup, then having that agenda be pounded into his head and given to him straight up in a quote like that over and over, it you know would make sense. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. with what follows, because that kind of is what gets him to break. And now they sit down and go through prayer and meditation. Because he, the conductor, claims he can he can basically show Bellamy what the shepherd believes in and like what the, what he's all about and what he says is like he really believed in the bond that connected us all. So again, that's just emphasizing the fact that the shepherd, the shepherd prioritized the, the, the good of the species over any individual. Yeah. The connection between all of them is, was what is important to their religion. Yeah. And that meditation is the same one that they're doing in the classroom when Hope's okay. like, this is bullshit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Good catch. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I mean, for Bellamy, it's the most efficient prayer and meditation ever, ever done. Yeah. Because and, now we're just, clean shaven a little bit bellamy he's all cleaned up a little bit different outfit looking good obviously i guess in his mind space or in his own mind's eye now yeah i, in a I was confused by one this. or the other it's a vision or it's just all fake and it's yeah. just like a it's not simulation fake, i don't want to say anything it's too bad yeah, yeah. Just, i mean we can just we can crush through it a little bit but so bill pops up um tries to basically is guiding him through this meditation uh they see like guns and swords and Bill basically says that faith is the only weapon you need. They roll into uh, the Cave of Ascent, and the Blake's mom is there. Aurora Blake, yep. Yeah, which I thought was – I was just, <laughs> I was just blindsided by this completely. Seven years, they got her back, baby. Yeah, I mean – And I guess it worked because Bellamy was also blindsided. Yeah, no, um, I, I love that how consistent the 100 is at bringing back actors that haven't been on the show in so long. It's just like such a good throwback, I'm, especially in the final season. I mean, I'm still, I mean, I guess three years isn't that big or four years, but I'm still kind of mind blown that they decide, if they decided that season seven was going to be a Bill Cadigan thing, that they're like, hey, man, 
don't be busy in four years. Yeah, true. Like, be here for us because we need you. And we're just going to yeah. use you for a YouTube video and right don't now. don't ruin your face. Yeah, right. Don't get any rant. Actually, they could have played off the face guards or anything. Yeah, but... Um, That's a good point. I would like to ask him that or anyone. We'll get him on the pod. Yeah, true. I would love to talk to Mr. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Call me Bill. Yeah, call me Bill. Call me Bill. Yeah, so, I mean, having seven years later, having that was pretty cool seeing uh, Bellamy's mom. And that was just meant to sh- basically shake Bellamy's belief mm-hmm. and actually like start making him. He's he's seeing past the transcendent species, which he doesn't even really know what he's looking at when he's looking at that. Yeah. But when he sees a vision with Bill, who he now knows is the leader, of the sh- is the shepherd, and then his mom right after, like he starts crying a little bit, and then flashes out of the uh, the vision, and we see the storm cleared right away. Yeah. She yeah. says to him, "Go to the light. Yeah, the that's light the other is thing. the way." So. I was reading, and I kind of assumed that he saw another vision after he touches the light, before he wakes okay, back but up. But they skip it. They off screen. But they don't show it. us. Or it's just he touched the light, he wakes up, and the storm's gone. I don't know which way it is, but he finally touches it when he wasn't going to. When the conductor told him to, is the point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think that it's an immediate like he's in the vision, touches the light, and then he just like comes to, and they're outside. That makes sense. Yeah. That like they were just tripping balls basically and just kind of came to outside again so um they wander outside the storm has passed um the conductor makes a comment that the first time you choose to pray and the storm is broke it means we're worthy both of us Mm -hmm. so i guess that could play a little more into your little uh brainwashing point where he's kind of saying now we're in this together we're having faith together things are working together um so I, the one question I had was, so this is the back of the cave because mm-hmm. this is not the way they came in. Right. So I'm saying that praying to the shepherd is implied to have worked, but Bill isn't a god. So how the hell is he in Bellamy's head like that? Uh, well, I, yeah. again, that's I'll, talk, I'll get into this part real quick. So the major problem that I have with this vision is that Bill is there. Okay. If Bill's not there and he sees his mom and talks to his mom, then maybe. But Bill is sitting there talking to him in his disciple uniform that Bellamy's never seen him in before, you know, and he's, like, guiding him, again, yeah. through the through the vision. It is just so obvious to me that it's, it's just like when they put the, the, the um, whatever it's called, their, their simulation gear on the guy's head and just adds them to the simulation. Like when they're doing sitting there with Hope and Echo. Okay. You just put the headset on and boom, there's the person showing up. You know, I just, but again, I I don't, I can't really explain that the whole thing's a simulation. And just just to keep the listeners informed of what the, what the people are talking about of what could explain this outside of it being a planned simulation, which we're going to talk about later in detail. Some people are saying that basically like the the bug that he eats eats in the first scene in the in the beginning before he starts tripping is what causes him to trip i'm on and team another, psychedelic bug. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine and then another one is um the conductor like when he pulls him over to the to the fire like if he had some sort of chemical put in yeah. there that could yeah, also like, induce and tripping saying it's like the uh the red toxin from sanctum kind exactly of, like, when it makes you a little weirdly lucid and all that stuff the oh, the, oh shit he's the conductor because he drives the trip dude he's good <laughs> he gets the trip going <laughs> oh and the brainwashing going yes. along i like Let's that it's like ayahuasca you know yeah, like, bro. He's just guiding the That's, whole trip i like it Let's go to yeah. mars dude. you ever do dmt bro <laughs> 
Joe Rogan. So they have to take the neck. You want to keep talking? I'm just about saying it? the bug had a large stinger, so maybe it had some poison that was yeah. psychedelic. But I'm, I'm not in, into that. I'm, I'm on be, team. Do you know how pissed bug. I would be if that little detail was that? <laughs> like three episodes story. from I'm now, in. they're just like, "What about the bug?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. He comes back with a bag full, and he's like, yeah. "Dude, you gotta try this." <laughs> he's like, "Yo, we got those berries, those nuts from earlier in the show, and we got the bugs. Which one oh, you want, dude, bro?" Berry trip was hilarious too. Um, so we move on to the next step of their journey, which is now climbing the vertical mountain face to the stone. Um, the anomaly stone, yeah, like at the top well, of they, the mountain. They but, don't know the stone's there. They okay. only are looking up to the green. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, good yeah. point, yeah. And so, um, it's important that they do emphasize that basically they have until nightfall or they're going to die, they're going to freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point is where the conductor actually is saying, like, we can't do this, like, we don't have enough time. And Bellamy is saying, like, have some faith. We're yeah. going to make it. He says, if we can't do it now, we won't be able to do it. The days are getting shorter. Which totally is, like, if this is all, like, a plan to, to brainwash Bellamy or if he's just casually getting brainwashed by what we're looking at, that's like the first real sign of yep. it. Like after post vision, he's starting to use the verbiage of the of the disciples. disciples. Yep. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, they've kind of had a little bit of. A, I mean, I guess they've had a playback, like a little back and forth playful now with quotes, right. but that could be part of the brainwashing. But also, they've been through a lot at this point, and like yeah. Bellamy's kind of yeah. just like, "Come on, bro, like it's, listen to me." It's still in the in the right mindset of Bellamy, where he's like we need to freaking get up there and we yeah, get back exactly. to what we're doing you so know? The, con- the conductor here does the like when he when bellamy says like have some faith like the conductor gets hype yeah and that was like the first time i was like you know what i, ca- I don't care what story aside like i kind of like this guy like, yeah, yeah i don't mind him at all this is the first part where i i kind of was mean, like i'm in for this character again like whether the, we like the story or not the conductor is very good too yeah. as an actor like yeah he was great this whole episode i mean yeah we've we say it all, uh, probably almost every episode, but they're just so good at bringing in these characters and making them, or making us rather like them yeah. very early, very yeah, quickly. Besides Trey, like they're good at oh, the, yeah. the side characters are Fuck usually Trey. good actors. <laughs> so our boys now, because they're boys now, they're, they're boys. The homies start free climbing this mountain face, and I wrote down how many mountains has Bellamy or this guy ever seen in their lives, and I was saying too, like. Mount Weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the first one. <laughs> they're and I like, have no idea. they're tied together, right? So when it matters at the very top, and he pulls them up, that saves them. But otherwise, one guy falls, they're both dead. And I guess that's another have faith thing. Yeah, yeah. I Earth didn't skills, think about baby. that until you brought that up when we were watching. Like, I was like, they're not so using right. any equipment, so they're just like climbing. And the one guy slips, then so does Bellamy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bellamy, I'd be like, I'm tied. That if bro. Bellamy wasn't on the cliff when he fell. They were both dead. Oh yeah. have faith bro it's a simulation yeah (laughs) yeah true oh i mean it's like when uh what when the wildlings climb the wall with john yeah but they have have ice picks yeah yeah yeah, they they, they they have the ability and john does or is it john that fault whatever john falls yeah Yeah. either way they hold a book it (laughs) yeah so this scene i thought like okay so we're we're skipping ahead to this right like so 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 bellamy gets up onto the mini cliff which is in sight of the top basically Mm -hmm. and this is when the conductor does the typical you know you we knew this was coming this is fucking it's a it's a tv show like someone was gonna fall when you're free climbing a mountain someone's gotta slip and say you gotta cut me loose (laughs) but to be honest i thought this scene okay so uh, before i get to that point so so he falls right and he's thinking he's gonna die whatever he's actually accept the conductor's accepting his fate he's like just let me go whatever i slipped and he tells bellamy i slipped the shepherd's book into your bag and it i wrote down the code on it and mm-hmm. bellamy's like what do you mean he's like the code put it into the anomaly it'll get you back right basically let me go and then that's when 
I started having the feeling, I was like, I don't know if this dude's going to live or die. And that's just a kudos to the director and kudos to the writing. Cause I literally thought he was going to die. And I was like, I just didn't know the tension of the scene was just really good. They got you. Yeah. Like, and he exactly. didn't have a purpose anymore after he said, I gave you the code. Exactly. I just was like this, that was good. I thought that scene was really well Except done. Except for being our boy. Yes, yeah. Bellamy has faith though. So yeah, Bellamy starts having the faith. He starts saying the prayer and the rope doesn't break. And he pulls up the conductor onto the little ledge. And basically that, to me signified, I was like, okay, he's, he's going to be questionable to trust for like, I'm going to be questionable about his trust in the actual squad. Yeah. Binge crew. Um, Bellamy at this point. Oh yeah. Wait, I really? Once that happened. I, yeah. I'll was, tell you right now, I did not expect him to turn fully heel and tell Bill, which we'll get to, but yeah. I thought that he was, I, right when he's saying the prayer, I'm like, he's some he's kind in. of brainwashed. Yeah, I, know, I thought okay, he was all prayer. in okay, on that's the, good. On the I, was, I thought you were just talking about how he pulls him up. I'm like, that's classic though. Oh no, 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 no. Saying the prayer. The prayer yeah. while doing it is yeah. what I meant. Like he was literally, he, cause it, cause it helped and it worked in his head. So he's thinking to himself like, okay, the, yeah. the, the, the shepherd religion has some power. I guess I was just convincing myself that he wasn't brainwashed. So I'm thinking he's doing it to comfort the conductor. Yeah, to, I mean, he obviously gets down on his knees when he sees Bill and... Fuck that. Yeah. We're not there yet, But baby. I'm just saying, like, that's when I knew, too, you know. Yeah. So they reach the summit. Uh, the conductor puts in the code for Bardo, and the the bridge is at the top of the mountain and just passes them by and goes right to the bottom of the mountain, yeah. which so I thought was... Conveniently, you got to take a leap of faith. Yeah. Shit, man. To You're convincing me with every word you say. <laughs> So Wait they get to my yeah. bullet points. So the conductor basically Ezio Adatori style Assassin's <laughs> Creed jumps right off that bitch backwards too. Yeah. So that's a fucking Trust leap of fall. faith. Yeah. And Bellamy is about to do it and actually says, "I am afraid." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was having straight anxiety of the scene because I didn't mm -hmm. remember how long the bridge stays open after you type in the code. So I was like, "Bro." Go, 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 go. Can you go, imagine? Go. Can you imagine? He <laughs> and he goes away. And he's dead, and that's the end of yeah. Bellamy's arc. I would have Bellamy's a pancake died. on Ethereum, and that's it. Seven seasons. Holy shit. That's all, folks. Arguably, when we when we get to the end of the series, that might have been better. That yeah. would be crazy. <laughs> um, so they basically pop through the bridge and end up on Bardo. And they have a really touching hug, and it actually means something now because we got to see this little journey. I thought that that hug had some weight when they're he's yes. the conductor is hype that bellamy had the faith to jump in and he's alive and they're both good and safe so like i thought that was a cool like moment i'm dead serious when i say that they have a better love interest kind of like scene episode than i ever could trust with bellamy and echo are you a, are you a, a kelamy shipper <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, the no. first ever recorded kelamy kelamy no like i'm not it. saying they're they're obviously like romantically involved but what i'm saying is like they gave backstory to the conductor more so in a relationship way whether it's platonic or not than echo and bellamy oh, yeah. i mean we got that one moment on yeah the i season. mean you gotta be kidding me but yeah. Well, I just feel I, I said it. Me, that's so. Good. <laughs> I said it last episode that the whole Raven and Echo relationship felt forced at this point, kind of too. When she says like, "You're my sister" or whatever, Dude. and I was kind of like, "I guess I get it," but we, we can didn't have a, get to we, see a ton. Of we it. can have a little sidebar here because I was talking to Luke before the podcast, like doing my rewatch right now, like with Echo and Octavia. It just makes this scene. This year, the season with when when Octavia hugs her and says you're my family now and all this stuff even more cheesy and awful because there's just where was there ever 
in their whole entire relationship in the whole show, a time when they could have been anything but enemies. Yeah. Except Octavia now is just like, oh, well, you and Bellamy love each other, and I'm, little, and I'm Annie O now, so I love you. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think yeah. of is that she spent all that time. With I Hope am and on Dioza. record in the preview episode of this season, all the way back. You know, I've been trying to not have Echo in Binge Crew. True. <laughs> I've been always like against Echo, and I was surprised at how into Echo you guys were when we started this podcast. So I kind of just like let my emotions just go with you guys. I was riding the waves of like you know when she was doing cool badass shit. But like I agree, man. Like Echo. I like Tazia as an actor. She's great. She's a great human. If you follow her on anything, she's awesome. But like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just really never, never grew attached to Echo. I actually, like, I still think that Echo as a character, I like. I just think that she's not binge crew because doing my rewatch, I just don't see all the choices she's made. I've been against. I've been against binge crew. Like, literally, give me, give me anything besides when she was saving her own ass where she helped binge yeah. I just my whole mind space on that was that they just spent all that time on the arc so I just figured that all that well, time she to, is now that, but that's the thing you freaking show us our boy our, our bro ship of Kellamy yeah. but not and, and enough of Echo and Bellamy and them on the ring to give us that to make us say oh you give me give me one episode in any in the last two seasons that uh, to show us some more of the relationship yeah, especially last season and honestly they did that with Bellamy in pretty much all of his re- relationships remember with Gina Martin I yeah think that was her name like we didn't get anything there either yeah. and that was like a huge emotional impact and on how'd him. she die that could blew her up oh man all right so speaking of uh weird loves Bellamy now walks over to our boy Bill Christ and gets Bill on Christ his, yeah, <laughs> and gets on his knees and says, My shepherd. Yep. And then this cocksmack looks him in the <laughs> eye and says, Call me Bill. Yeah, yep, yep. But for like the sixth time this season, which I, I love. Know. I, love I hate call me Bill. That they put that line there because I love the line. <laughs> I hate that Bellamy's on his knees though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's just the full buy-in. I mean. If you didn't know it by the road pool, you know it now. I yeah. loved uh, Bill's Man, reaction. Shade at me right now? I'm looking right at <laughs> you. Don't shade at me. <laughs> I love Bill's reaction to this though, because like he is, if it's not part of a plan, whatever, he is genuinely hyped that those two survived. He's like, oh, you guys went through a theory. Like, tell me, I want to know everything. Like, he's like extremely happy about it. That's a Gabriel um, line right there. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's what it felt like, honestly. But then he says, but first, your friends are here, and I'm afraid they've gotten themselves into some trouble. <laughs> and this is where we get the, the transition to Gabriel munching on something, right? Like, he's eating, walking around. He's got uh, a little bowl of... Yeah. Uh, Cybol? Cybol? Yeah. Something, whatever. Yeah. And they're living the high life. Yeah, I mean, living the dream. We dude. found out in the very first scene with Levitt that they basically have been given the keys to Bill's quarters, and we already saw this earlier in the season where Gabriel and Bill were having lunch here. Um, but who? So we, who do we have in the room? We have Echo, Octavia, Clark, and Gabriel. And Gabriel. Gabriel. Is that it? Yeah. Yep. Just those four. Yeah. So Bill walks in. Oh no, no, sorry. They're Clark is having the conversation, right. the plan to yep. basically say like, all right. I'm going to get you guys back to Sanctum, and when they put you through the portal, I'm going to stand in front of the stone, basically do nothing because I don't have the flame, give up all of our leverage, but we're going to get you all safe. Classic Clark. Yeah. Yep, and that's kind of what last episode I asked if that was her plan anyway. Like, I couldn't remember she already had said that, so it's definitely classic Clark. And that feels natural. That's her character. That That's all fine. And then as soon as they basically are, before they even discuss that, 
Bill opens the door, walks in with like four suited disciples, and then Clark starts chasing try- the hole, baby. Clark starts trying to say the plan, like send my friends back, well, and yep. I'll do this, and then Bellamy walks in, and I had even though I already knew he was like whatever, like in terms of he's a shepherd now, he's a shepherd disciple now. I had so much chills. Like I was just like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Mm. They take a second to go to every single character's face. And just like their reaction is just, it felt, it felt good. Yeah. yeah. It was a great reunion. It was. We've had some somewhat questionable ones. This was a very good one. Yes. So absolutely. we had, we had Clark wanted to step forward. We had Octavia tried to step forward. They put guns up and yeah, Echo was, was like that. frozen, I guess. She didn't move. She did not believe right. that it was happening. Well, right. She almost just killed thousands of people. For yeah. Him, so. And uh, does someone mentions the doesn't Bill mention the key first because that's what prompts Clark to when she goes up to hug him. Yeah, because Clark goes to hug him and then they stop or they stop Octavia from hugging him and then Clark goes to do it and he says no no she's got the key right don't, don't shoot her. But also, I mean, that's when Octavia drops the line can't keep the Blakes down. Yeah. Right? yeah yeah yeah. And so so after you know don't shoot don't shoot Clark she has the key. And she starts hugging Bellamy. She just divulges the whole thing right away. Says, like, they think the, the key is the flame. They think it's in my head. Don't say anything. Right. Right when she did this, I said out loud, oh, no. Yeah. Right. But the more I, I, I first heard that, and I was like, well, the f-, like, it's just you shouldn't be saying the plan so close to, to yeah. you know, to Bill anyway. But the more I thought about it, it's, it's fine because if this scene didn't go that way and, like, you know, it was peaceful, whatever, they walk away, eventually – Bellamy, like in the next day or so, would have found out that the key was the flame and would have said it anyway. So for dramatic purposes, they obviously yeah, did it in this yeah. way. And we so I'm not so here for any complaints about that. Left. Exactly. I'm not here for any complaints about that. That's fine. Their that face fine. is when he says, my shepherd. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now let's that. Okay. I have complaints about that part, though, okay. because like, is this going to lead to either Bellamy is going to have to get convinced that he has to be with binge crew again which is going to be that's the worst possible outcome where he says he's the shepherd he's on team shepherd and then they convince him back to their side and he's good happily ever after that's the worst ending i could ever think of so it's so more likely i think either he's going to take the villain route and we're going to have to kill bellamy Woo! spicy that's take a, that's a hot take what else yeah. is there what, I, I, what I don't other know options i mean are there? the way it is right now in the words of kathleen fellow binge town member is i mean you're either binge crew or the, you're the enemy of binge yeah, crew. And so how the hell is he going to become back to binge crew? I don't, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not. But my I, take is also that we talked about last episode that someone's going to take the test. Mm-hmm. So they're going to buy in at least to that part of the disciple mantra of like, we have to take the test to try to transcend. Right. Well, yeah. I don't, I think the test is out the window because no, everyone, now everyone's on the same page that there's no way to take the test. Mm, the key, point. the flame is destroyed. They're going to figure it out. I though. think the sad thing is we see in the, in the teaser that Clark goes in MCAT. I think the sad realization is going to be that they did this to Bellamy to brainwash him for literally one episode to get Clark on MCAT because right now no one else could divulge that information. And then. I mean, I think that the the MCAP will lead to them finding out about Maddie's drawings and then them finally going to Sanctum to get Maddie because that's where they know at least the broken flame is and that's where Maddie is. I like that. But it's going to – I mean, it's just – again, this is why we're talking about this being a whole episode because, you know, I agree with this and I've read that people think that, you know, Doran Clark's MCAP are boy Levitt, baby – 
and is going to be kind of on their side helping them unbrainwash Bellamy. But at the same time, he's going to see in the MCAP her the calls that she made to him for all those years while he was up in space. And that's going to unbrainwash him. You know, Ooh, like that's going like to get that. him back is on that the right. good enough, though? But no, but what I'm saying is, I fucking hope so. <sighs> but what I'm saying is, oh, I thought you meant good enough to unbrainwash. Oh, no, 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 no. That, it's, it probably is going to be that if he does go the unbrainwash route, but it's just like, it just feels like that was just yeah. filler. I'm, well, I'm a little confused by what you're saying, only because you're saying that the whole plan was to brainwash Bellamy to get Clark into MCAP? The writer's plan. Ah, I'm okay. saying, like, the writers needed someone to turn on Clark and to make it be a big series, like, holy shit moment. Okay. So they turn Bellamy, and they turn him right back, which, like you're saying, five episodes left. You just spend a whole episode to prove to us why he needs to be brainwashed, which is fine, but at the same time, five episodes left, and he's going to get unbrainwashed next episode. Seems like filler. Seems like... You could do it another way if yeah. you really wanted to. That's yeah. my biggest issue with the episode is that the episode, like you said in the beginning, Luke, in a vacuum, nice episode. It works. But we're at the end. Yeah. You know, we're racing towards the finish line. And we even said it, I believe Kathleen at least said it last episode, we don't have time for a solo episode. A solo Bellamy <laughs> episode. And we got one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. And it's all conjecture at this point, but it's just like – I don't want them to just convince him to be back on Team Binge Crew by next episode, by the end of next episode. That I, seems really weak. I'm going to drop – I don't even know if it's a hot take, but I said to Luke, I'm just going to drop my thing here saying that I think the end game now is going to be cheesy where Clark and Bellamy take the test together. Uh, head and the heart. Oh, uh, bro. See, I don't like that just because I feel like that defeats – the whole purpose of the one person take the test and that's not fun for theory. I know they're always, they're always against going by the rules, you know? I mean, how, what's the, why can't they have the white light show up and just be both standing there and get sucked in or whatever? I mean, I just, I mean, I'm not saying I like it. I'm just a little God, scared dude, let's that's going to be Becca the Becca and Gabriel and we win then. Yeah. We're going to overset it too. Yeah. Send those motherfuckers. I mean, if they're going to take the test and they don't have the key, Raven's going to figure it out. I, I mean, I really still think Maddie's going to have... I mean, also, Shade Hayda was a virus of the flame. He was part of the code. I feel like he might have something. something yeah. yeah. But, I mean, now, like, we want... To, I want Raven. I would need some big Raven moments. Yeah, I mean, we but all why? What can Raven do that... I mean, Raven did have the remnants of going to the City of Light, so there, there's something there that can maybe help. But, like, what can Raven do that Gabriel can't? She can code, baby. And also, <laughs> and also, you have to think about the fact that do Clark and them even care about the test right now? Like, do they even want to take it? Oh, I doubt it. So it has to be only the disciples who are trying to get. That's why I'm saying they'll have to capture Maddie. I'm not saying she'll be an MCAT because maybe they'll stop it before that happens. But I think that that's why they'll go to Sanctum to get yeah. Maddie. And I also think that we'll see a little Lexa and Clark's MCAT next step. All right, I'm down. It's fine, I just, but I, I was agree. bringing this up before. Yeah. I was like, I don't see any any benefit of bringing Lexa back up besides just nostalgia, and it would be dope for us. Yeah. But like, it's not gonna. What's she gonna add to anything that matters for Endgame? I agree. The answer is nothing. So, From all right, fan let's, service. So there's a, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm I saying. Do agree Which I'm fine with. I love fan service. Though that binge crew has no reason to take the test. Right. Like they have no incentive for them to be like, okay, let's go for this transcendence thing. Because they just, just kind of want to kick it with each other. Yeah. If anything, yeah. they would want to not go through it because they know what happens when you go through the goddamn stone and it just shoots you to random yeah. places. Like they would be like, no. 
unless we're all why, doing this together, yeah, which, why, wow. Why Imagine they all do it. Like, yeah. all of the rest that survive. Would, I, I was, yeah, I was thinking that maybe, like, the original hundred who's left go through, mm-hmm. you know, ugh. I don't know. All right, that's fine. Let's 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 table that because you know we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about the test once we get a little bit more information. We kind of already gave our predictions last episode, so let's do it. Let's go through what you what how this whole entire episode can be saved by it being not what we thought on not what we're seeing at surface value, right? So, yeah, surface level. So last episode, I went through five minutes of it <laughs> about why I thought Echo was a, was not a spy and was actually a disciple, and I was wrong. And Kyle figured, and Kyle gave me a little bit of a five second, uh, just a little slice of humble pie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're the take, king of tangents. Take here, everything I'm us. saying with a grain of salt here. So, all right. So we know that. And you guys just jump in whenever you got anything. So we know that Bellamy, from the very start of episode one, was being taken for a reason, okay? They weren't going for anybody else, okay? So we know that... So we're going to look at this whole thing through the lens of it is planned from the beginning of the season. Right, I'm going to try to go through each thing and say why I think there's some kind of a scenario. Sure. So we know that via Levitt, and V Octavia that they did the MCAP and they have finished up to season three or up to season four. So the season finale of three. And I actually went on record in one of these pods saying that I could have seen at that end finale Bell Arc. You know, like that's where it shows that that to me was the strongest moment where I thought they were like they could have been romantically like linked. So I think that they do this whole MCAP, they see that Octavia's weakness is Bellamy. We know that. And they see that Clark's weakness is Bellamy. So let's take Bellamy. And if we can get someone to brainwash, why wouldn't we brainwash Bellamy to get them to to control the whole situation? Everything that Bill always does, whether it's just the second dawn cult as a cult or, you know, through any of this stuff, it's always manipulation. There is anything he says, anything he does. It's always manipulation. So if he can turn Bellamy, that's just total. So he's taken. He goes through the anomaly. We know that Anders. Now, I think the plan was set up via Anders and the conductor and who else. Obviously, Bill wasn't a part of the plan because he kind of showed up when Clark showed up. I don't. I think it was kind of a plan before Bill showed up. So, but then he just jumps in when it's time. And this this already has legs to stand on because why did they care so much about getting Bellamy in the very beginning right. of the season? Yeah. I honestly almost forgot that that was a thing. Yeah. Because it happens and then so much happens, especially without Bellamy, between that and now then, yeah. And devil's advocate, obviously you can just chalk it up to they had to figure out a way to give Bob Morley time. Mm-hmm. So we don't know that could be a reason of why they had yeah. to get him out early. But, you know, this also plays into the overall theme of what this episode did for us. But and the, right. the time dilation makes it very confusing. Yeah. So then so then we have the whole situation where Bellamy's finally through and he's in Bardo and he says, you know, send us back, whatever. And Anders doesn't s- s- set the switch or set the stone to um, Sanctum. He sets to Etheria for whatever reason. Okay. So – Bomb goes off. They go through the anomaly. Now they're in Etheria. Okay. I don't really think there's much manipulation in the very beginning, except for the fact that, you know, now there's time for Bellamy to read the passages. I don't really know what else there could be at that point. You know, he helps the guy. You need two people. It just establishes the point that he can't do it by himself. He needs to have faith in someone or something. 
First thing we already talked about is he goes up. They're going up, and, and after the conductor gets to the top, he waits for a while and then throws the rope down, and he says, got to have some faith. So it's just kind of like putting a little plant in the little seeds. You subtle know? propaganda, subtle yeah. brainwashing, all that. So now they're walking through, and the snow's going, and the conductor's trying to be like, quote-unquote good guy and say listen we need to live here we need to go back we need to find the cave of transcendence right is that what it's called yeah yeah the um, ascent tra- the cave of ascent. ascent ascent i believe it's ascent okay i actually have it written as ascent and transcendence cave of ascent where the species transcends. right yes. okay yeah. so Side note i was terrible at spelling ascent throughout <laughs> these notes that and shepherd were giving <laughs> how many different ways tough to how many do. different ways are they? they were giving me fits yeah so he says, let's go back. Bellamy says, no, I'm going to keep going, okay? So now Bellamy doesn't make it, which if this is a setup, they know he won't make it. He's passed out. The conductor's there to grab him, pulls him back, snugs him up in the cave, and Bellamy wakes up going, oh, man, you saved me, okay? So that's like, a, you know, you saved me. There you go. Then we have, you know, the whole scene with the people that transcend, the things that transcended. Yeah, he sees the I, I mean. If this is like, I don't know if I'm okay with this, this whole cave thing being real, any of it, if I like the show, like, to be honest, like real quick, let me comment on that. I'm whenever you think of like the end of like an epic show or epic tale, like Game of Thrones or the hundred, anything like along those lines, when you're thinking about the end and like what it's going to be, the buildup is mostly is usually better than what it becomes Mm. especially when it comes to sci-fi things it's really hard to pull off stuff like that and honestly i was almost okay with saying like if the transcendent is real and you pass judgment day you actually as a species transcend and like that's the remnant of it i was almost okay with it i see you're saying the exact opposite but i was just like if they have to do a way for a species to transcend, I was almost like, that's fine. Yeah, it's not horrible. It's not horrible. So it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. I I will definitely say that I'm okay with the first part. I'm not okay with the vision at all. Okay. The fact the vision that, is so confusing. The fact that Bill's in the vision is is just makes it ridiculous to me because he okay he's seeing Bill in a picture. Why would Bill show up in his disciple stuff? Okay. Why and how does he get a vision from just sitting there and breathing in front of the fire for two seconds? Okay. Yeah. And if, but if he has that vision, now we're talking actual kind of religious like supernatural stuff now we know this is sci-fi that's fine but i'm saying like if this is real we're saying that bellamy really had that vision and now i don't like the show if that's the truth <laughs> yeah because i that's well, and I said, everything that we've seen of bill yeah the comment right. that i had said earlier is that bill's not a god the right. whole point is that bill is a human and he's he literally says a con he's man. not he's like i'm not a god i don't even believe in god i know i'm chosen but i'm not there's no way that that should be a controlled vision is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. By how, Bill. Yeah. If it's a plan, how the hell does that part of the plan, A, get brought up, and B, fine-tuned? Right, because if we know what we think we know, Bill has no quote-unquote powers. Yeah, he, he is not a religious figure. He's a con man. So either it's, re- well, you know, cult leader, whatever. And I'm really scared that we're talking about it like this because – it's either this what you're saying is a hold some water and this could be a theory that makes the show excellent or it's not and oh god the writing of the show just fucking collapses on and we, itself and, and we mean, say there's been plenty this of times. sucks yeah no, game mean, of thrones baby i'm just we've had plenty of i'd shows. rather die yeah we've had plenty of shows where you just like get so into it and we talked about this on the pod about other stuff 
you get so into it, you get all these theories and you have all this shit that makes sense. And then all of a sudden it's like, they just go like the vanilla quick, easy way out. And you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I spent, you know, two to three, four hours a week, Game of Thrones, writing emails and recaps and shit. And then they just put a stake in my heart at the end. Especially with the the break, the year break. And it was it two years or a year. The, whatever the break was, it was a year and a half. The two years, fact yeah, that yeah. we had that break to just talk and talk and talk and theorize, and to this day, I still think a lot of it's right for the books. But... <laughs> yeah, it totally <laughs> is. Yeah, I mean that's oh, yeah. the thing. It's that's like a whole separate you podcast. sit there and you're like, man, like we got it, or like this makes sense, whatever. And then, and that's what's freaking they, me out yeah. because if we get to the end of the show and none of that vision stuff's explained, it's just like, okay, that was just not just shitty writing. It's just like the plot holes just kind of start building on himself like it's gonna lead to more plot holes and it's like why'd that happen because of this and this it's just it's very hard to sweep that under the rug exactly it's just it's even like the whole shepherd like i understand that even like that the conductor is following the book and he's trying to literally follow the same footsteps that the that bill took whether it's real or not but like the fact that even just the fact that they're going through all these and nothing wrong is happening, like everything is going the way that should ha- should it should go for Bellamy to buy in, and you know like I guess it's fine. Like they're in a cave and the and this picture stayed, but like the picture's there, and you know they they sit by the fire and he gets the vision the and snowstorm stops as so soon as the snow yeah. soon yeah, as the vision's the done, boom stopping. the snowstorm. Like yeah. that's the other thing. It's like if that's not a simulation or some kind of setup. Then again, you're saying there's some kind of power by the vision. Like you're saying, like, Bellamy has a vision. He finally, oh, maybe I'm starting to buy in. I see Bill. Boom. Now we can yeah. keep going. And that goes against everything from every season of The 100. Like, yeah. even even the transcendent beings, like, no matter what we say, The 100 sci-fi, so I don't care. They can do anything they want. But, I mean, I don't even think they really exist fit with our, with the hundred scenarios like plots throughout the seven seasons i mean we never really had other beings even though they could do it if they wanted because it's an end game but the flame connecting them is pretty good but you're right like there's a lot that they're just reaching at just to make it an epic last season right yeah, yeah. so and then I mean, the the imprints of energy which are the beings that have transcended uh the conductor is legitimately upset that bellamy doesn't buy it at that point yeah but if he's in like if he's in on it, like I, if I'm saying that if the if the thing is a setup, the conductor's in on yeah. it. Yeah. So everything think, he's doing is playing a part. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a chance that that was supposed to be the final step. Oh, so and you it think? Buy in. Oh, okay. But so then the whole rope thing happened, and that happened organically, and he was uh, like, "Oh, I'm gonna die. Fuck it." But that, and I also brought that up. And then he up. buys in and chants yeah. the prayer, and he's like, "Oh." Yeah, no, no. I, I brought that up when Jimmy was telling me this before the podcast, and I said, okay, what does that mean? Like, did that would have what what that rope part meant when they were climbing and Yuma's falls means is that the conductor was truly ready to die anyway. He thought, like, I'm dead. He did not think he was right, gonna live. So, and that's fine because it still fits in with him caring about convincing Bellamy for the well, species. He's, he's the conductor of the trip. Yeah, that's fine. Right. So disciples, you know the end game is his his mission if it's the right if it's the mission that we think it is is to get bellamy to become a disciple it's to get him to buy in so his mission is over and he does this for everyone for all mankind so his he doesn't have like when he's saying like my mission's like i'll die right here i don't care it doesn't matter because i did what i needed to do you know and that's where you know before we talked about before right before they go up bellamy's the one who says have faith that is just the you know, now that's not, that's just him growing into what they're trying to make him be. And then 
I mean, I kind of thought that, like, again, only if it's a simulation. If it's not a simulation, then the rope thing's got to be real. Yeah. Also, the whole point of the disciples is that the individual doesn't matter. Right. And the conductor does say, I have a greater purpose right. for all mankind. And what would be the point of him giving Bellamy the stone key or the code and the book and everything to, like, ensure 100% that Bellamy can get off the planet? Because if you're going off the disciple mindset, if the two of them die on the planet, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. The whole, yeah, the whole theory holds weight with the conductor, at least if, like, that's his whole goal is just to get Bellamy back to the people brainwashed. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Shit. Yeah. So then we get to the stone. And again, I already said this conveniently. It's a leap of faith that you have to literally take a leap of faith into the anomaly bridge, whatever. And he, conductor goes first. Bellamy takes the leap. Okay. They get through. And guess who's just waiting in that room in the in the stone room? Bill. Right away. Like he's not like it's not like Bellamy shows up and they're like, let's go get Bill. He's just standing there waiting. That's a good point. And my honestly, like, I can't I really just can't explain how it can be a simulation fully. I just can't. Like yeah, I've been trying. Not. And it shouldn't be explainable if it even if it is that. But we know that if you plant someone in the simulation, then they just are literally planted in. So Bill could have been planted into the vision and he could have been planted in at the end, even if the end's not real, even if the end is just part of the Every, simulation. Yeah, that's, that's but how do they get him out of it? The problem is that I, the problem I have is that obviously the guy in MCAP in the beginning of the episode has a memory of the beginning part when he gets sucked into the anomaly. So that part is real. So, like, is there, is it, is Ethereum like more advanced than we realize? And there's like a simulation place like Westworld where they just have different yeah, you know, know like offices to do things in that area like I mean the other thing that I've read were were that the disciples were there invisible at times helping push along this the right path damn son. totally possible I mean I hate it but possible. there's like another there's there's things where you notice the um the camera angles looked like someone was watching them a couple times from different angles they were like it looked like more like a like a top right angle looking down like See, that's, that's classic people looking too into it that's even, yeah, if, even if it is yeah. turns out to be a simulation all that stuff like, i don't even think they're gonna be like yeah we were watching the whole time like that yeah like, i mean if it's i would say that it's only that if it's not a simulation if someone's just watching them to make sure that it's going yeah. the right way but again dude yeah. it could be so it could be, i could just talk for 10 minutes yeah and, I was just and, then, gonna say. and then next week you're gonna say bro it was yeah, all wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah, then you get another slice. No, it's another like, story on our, on our Instagram. Make it fun of me. Very, <laughs> everything you brought up is convincing. Like, I didn't look too far into that before we started talking about the podcast, before we did it. So, like, everything you're saying stands with me. Like, I like it. Um, I like it better than it being real. Um, yeah. I just, I'm scared that it's, I, I think it's just going to be, they're going to chalk it up to just writing. Well, multiple yeah. times this season, we've been worried about things and, They've saved it for us, so I'm going True. to have faith. <laughs> have faith for all mankind. All right, yeah, I have one more quick thing we need to talk about before Ban Kill Mary. We can get out of here. Yep. We have to talk about now Gaia. Yeah. So obviously Gaia getting pulled in from Sanctum, which happened in like the fourth episode or something like that. She was on Sanctum and gets pulled into the anomaly with someone in a disciple suit. The whole fandom was pretty much on the same page that the leading theory was that it was Bellamy right. somehow. And we thought we were going to work our way to that. But obviously, that's not the case. That cannot yeah. be the case anymore. I mean, I think we figured that out. Now, I guess this is now fully planted. But I, I was off that a couple episodes ago when he showed up. 
So, so I have two running theories. (laughs) I have two running theories of what could, what this could be with Guy, and one I hate, and one I'm fine with. And the one I hate is way more likely. The one I hate is Gaia is going to pop up in like the last one or two episodes and do something incredibly pivotal, pivotal that has to deal with like the flame and Maddie or something and say, you know, like, or else what, what's the point of her? She is the last flame keeper, right? Yeah, correct. So it's going to be something like that. That's more likely and something I would not be okay with. That just seems like lazy, whatever she, her actor didn't want to be on the show that much because she was doing other shit. Do, do a better job of writing her character and not making yeah. her, you know, whatever. And the second one, which is the way more fun, way less likely, which you kind of, Jimmy, brought to my attention. I also saw something a little bit on it, but the idea is that she, that portal, the, the anomaly stone that she went through, took her to Earth. And at this How time... How is that possible? Well, because of time dilation for but Earth. It was already open to go to the, the cemetery planet or whatever. Was it not? Cause the Clark and, yeah, because Clark and the squad go through there, and it's still open, and then Guy and the person go through. They don't hit, like, another code. Well, when I mean, they... you, can just, you can just do it on your helmet, I thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. the hell, because he had a disciple helmet. Exactly. Raven's done it where she just, like, selects yeah. it. That so, was the sound of me agreeing. Well, and, actually, it, you select it on the helmet, and then it tells you the code. Whatever. Mm, so, that's I the mean, sound of me disagreeing. Yeah. I have to look at, back at the scene to really remember, to be honest. But um, another part of the whole theory is that because – earth is so much farther away from the black hole like the time dilation for earth would be like seconds on sanctum would be like a lot of fucking time on on um earth I so think. basically the deal is that earth would be regrown by now so and, much time would and have if passed. gaia went to earth she's dead because she would have like now yeah people think like okay the disciple and gaia could be adam and eve and rebrand and you know Gaia means Earth, oh, and like so, like titties. she could be the beginning restart of the new civilization on Earth. Which that's is the sound of me jumping on the. That's what I'm wagon. saying. And, like, and, that would be awesome, but it seems very unlikely. Yeah, and if Earth is reborn, then I would say Endgame would Endgame. be going back to Earth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and we've we've mentioned that before, and yeah. I believe that I thought I said that that would be my ideal ending was that they go back to Earth. My whole issue with that, though, what I instantly think of is so they're already they already are on sanctum and stuff meaning like if there's a crazy time dilation so much time has already passed on earth that when they're looking at it and raven's looking at it, it's still offline so unless like it just came back online in terms of sanctum yeah like it wouldn't really make sense there was something that came up online about the fact that in one of the beginning scenes uh opening sequences in last episode earth was different than what it usually looks like in it's no and it was actually noticeably oh, no, I'm like saying that's yeah, crazy like darkened like it's offline and back online that, okay that's like some game of thrones shit yeah like but like armies again i, I mean hope, are we man. thinking too much into this i mean we're, we're podcasting i mean that's dude, why job, not well what are, what are the other alternatives that you could even think about for what gaia means she can't go to back story? to she can't go back to sanctum because they would have known she's back in sanctum unless she's just like hide in the forest with the dumb, disciple dumb can't go back to can't go to bardo because she'd be in prison or yep. she, you know we know that, that would be dumb too, i mean yep. penance is another option that she's just and then she's just going to be really old and die yeah, and then don't nakara the but how is she still on nakara at this point don't see the purpose of that either she has someone who has a helmet and the knowledge yeah so uh-huh. i just don't see it unless it's earth like honestly unless yeah. they're just like hey you wanted to go to sabrina we don't care about you you're off the show they yeah. had their they had their option i mean the chance to put her on Etheria in the last episode she could have been there older she could have been like in the cave and Bellamy sees her. Yeah. Like that could have been a thing, but that's off the table now. The other thing that I guess we should bring up really quick before Bankill Mary is the fact that 
the fans film. are dying with anticipation. I know. Bankilmer. They love Bankilmer. <laughs> now, um, Etheria, when Bellamy goes to Etheria, when he goes back to Bardo, he never loses memory. Either way. So that means they're either on the same equidistant to the black hole or simulation. Don't know. True. And also, it's yeah, so, so if it is real, that means that Nakara, Etheria, and Bardo are on, all on the exact same time dilation because we have seen now in multiple cases people going back and forth without helmets, meaning and none of them lost their memory. Right. So all three of those are on the same exact time path, meaning no time, no, I mean, no super aging. And it if just you makes it say easier that, for yeah, everyone involved. If you want to say it, then that's fine. I'm just saying that that's what we got to think about. Yep. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. All right, All right so we've done the whole episode <laughs> recap. We've uh, had some really nice theorizing, some uh, some end game talks, some guy yeah. talks. Well, when the parents are gone, B Tom's and Kathleen, the <laughs> the, the kids get to uh, get to play a little past the bedtime. Baby, tangents, <laughs> start selling me or Kellamy. I don't <laughs> oh, even yeah, know what baby. it's called now. Jimmy, the OG Kellamy stand. So what about Bouchette? Because his name's Douchette. Are you be Oh, okay. I thought you were bringing <laughs> up another character that we hadn't talked about. I was like, are we doing it again? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, Ban Kill Mary. Our theme for this week is going to be disciples that our heroes have spent time with. So, mm. we have Orlando, who was the disciple that basically taught Gabriel, uh, Echo, and Hope. Hope. We have Dev, who basically, who, who, father was basically the father to hope and then we have the conductor who spent this time with bellamy so what do you guys think orlando dev and the conductor hmm. i'm gonna step in and go first okay you go first uh i'm going to marry dev dev seems like uh, a good man he basically just i mean he didn't really have much of a choice but he basically just adopted hope um seems like we would have a good time he could teach me to throw some knives we'd have a little gardening um he just seems like a very very good man yeah um i'm going to I'm going to bang the conductor because now that's my boy. And um, if he really is where the conductor in the sense that we say is, we could probably go on, have a nice night uh, on some psychedelics. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I don't know what this guy's got up his sleeve and his, uh, his, uh, the inside of his coat jacket. He just pulling out psychedelic fucking moss and bugs. And then I'm going to kill Orlando. We talked about this before in a few of our episodes, the fact that like second dawn death disciples are like the villains quote unquote, but like, all three of those I like, and mm -hmm. they're technically like, besides the fact that Bill's the villain, their ideals are okay. You know, they're not like Plus Levitt too. He's a beast. Yeah, like yeah. Levitt's our boy. Like I'm not like you know like without Bill being Bill and as part of that whole thing, maybe they wouldn't be our villain. You know what I mean? But because I'm actually sitting here, Ban Kilmary, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> um, it in the early season of. I think I was the one that mentioned it. Like they have to do something that's gonna make us hate the disciples. Yeah. And I think B Tom's chimed in from across the table. Was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I am going. Gosh, man. All right, I'm going to marry. I want to. Okay, I'm gonna go a little bit different here. I want to marry Orlando because I want him to turn me into a badass. Like, and you know he. And this is actually not the route I thought I was going to go because I thought I was going to get a little snuggly with the conductor. But I'll, I'll ban the conductor because I will get snuggly with yeah. him because he, he'll take care of me. And Dev, sadly, I'm a little upset, but I'm going to have to kill him. Hot boy Dev. I hate, I hate going last in these because your answer is always taken. And I'm <laughs> taking the same exact answer as Kyle, but maybe for some different reasons. I don't know. I'm going to marry Dev as well. 
And I, for the reason being that I thought he felt like the most he could have been dropped in the story in the first season and felt like he would have fit in with, with our characters and been binge crew the whole time. Like he was like, he had the most redeeming qualities. It seemed like he was, he actually cared for hope like genuinely and stuff like that. So I'm all in. I thought Dev was awesome. So I would marry Dev. Didn't get enough of him. So marry Dev. I'm going to bang the conductor because I'm all about the psychedelics. Yeah, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds dope. And you know, I'll let him I'll spin me some tails while we're pillow talking. Um, and then I'm going to kill Orlando because he's the oldest and I don't, <laughs> I don't have much to say. You don't want to really be banging. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So that is all she wrote. So if you like what you heard and you've made it this far through all of our tangents and discussions, A, we appreciate you. B, we love you. And C, we have a little bit of a nice spicy nugget for you. So you've heard our Chad Rook interview. Hopefully, you've definitely heard our Levitt interview. So we got a little something special coming down the pipeline. So just keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. That's all I can say at this moment. But a little treat for you making this far. Follow um, us on uh, Bingetown TV, social yes. media. Find so. us on Twitter, Instagram at, at Bingetown TV. You can obviously find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, like I mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, if you're missing B Tom's or Kathleen's voices, or you want to get to know Paul and Dave, the other members of Bingetown, definitely check out our Spartacus and Cursed podcasts. And that's it. 